1: This is iFanboy special edition, Spider-Man, Across the Spider-Verse.
2: I just came to my senses. Yo, I stay in another
1: dimension. Fear is non-existent. my fanboy special edition Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And yes, I did check to make sure that I said that correctly. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hi there. And our old pal, the internet's Paul Montgomery. Hello, everyone. And we're talking about Spider-... Whoa! Emotional! We're talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which came out in 2018, five years ago.
0: Connor, you're emotional, because Brooklyn is finally getting it to propers. Is that's that right. correct? Absolutely. Okay, that's what I thought.
1: Spoiler warning for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Suck it up. There'll be spoilers. I do want to say that I had to enact the pose of Rodin's The Thinker to remember what happened in the first one. I remember loving it and thinking it was groundbreaking animation and, all, and amazing, but I really had to think hard about what actually happened in it. It was a lot. It's been a long five years. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, right, right, right. Spider Ham, Nor, Spider Man, Spider Gwen. And I was like, but well, who are they fighting? And I like, I like, it really took me a while. And I only really got the broad strokes in my brain before you what know, walking remember into big, this a big,
2: wide home. kingpin? Big. He looked
1: frisk. Yeah.
0: Catherine Hahn accidentally pulled all the people over and they showed up. But John Mullaney's life hadn't changed up to that point.
1: Yeah. I'm just saying I, I was like wait I don't remember a thing about that movie other than I loved it. So that was just mm-hmm. a weird thing. Anyway, this was directed by Joaquim dos Santos and Ken Powers and mm-hmm. Justin K Thompson and written by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller and Dave Callahan. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller also produced. All the actors are back. We'll get to the characters and actors as it comes, but were you guys excited? What were your thoughts walking into this movie? This felt
2: like a known quantity for me. Like mm-hmm. I was like this is going to be a quality product and Academy I'm going to have a follow up. Yeah. yeah, the first one won in the best animated picture. But one thing I will say is that going in, I've been a bit fatigued on the multiverse stuff. And it wasn't Fair. a surprise that there would be more multiverse stuff in this. But this is a little bit different because it's a spider-verse, which is right. slightly different.
0: I don't know if you guys noticed that, but Paul just performed an exact representation of the term splitting hairs.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know. I just want to give you credit.
1: Josh and I also reviewed The Flash this week. And, right. Uh, I saw these movies within 24 hours of each other. And so I'm going to try not to constantly compare them. Sure. But in my head I was, cause I had no, they were both multiverse movies. that I saw within 24 hours of each other. And we talked about this a little bit in the flash review, Paul, but it's a lot. It feels like everything is the multiverse now. Yeah. And it's partially, it's a consequence. I think of the fact that there've been so many movies and so many versions of these characters that they much like comic book creators, they, these people can't help but reference everything. Mm-hmm. And so you're constantly showing everybody from other versions of things. And it's just it's just the way it is, everyone's embraced it.
0: I also feel like they're trying to inure the audiences to the idea that there are going to be different versions of these people and characters so that they can keep them evergreen. And so I wish.
1: Then we can still have Iron Man in the movies. I know,
0: but like that's what all this multiverse stuff is. Certainly, DC did it in that way, and this is you know, it's like hey, there's different versions of everybody. So don't ask why there's eight Spider Mans because we told you. But who knows? It's still one of those things where it doesn't matter. If it's a stupid concept, if it's done well in the end. Did you have right. fun? Yes. Great. Whatever. Like like when they do a bad multiverse one, then I'll be like, okay, that's enough. But so far, Doctor Strange was sort of my favorite one of those Marvel movies yep. for a bit. And then these movies I think are great. So fair. However, I will say that I think it would have been really fun to spend time in Miles Morales' world with Miles Morales. Well, that's one of my criticisms. well, wouldn't have done justice to the frantic artistic
1: style, though. I do want to spend a lot of time talking about the visuals, because there's a lot to discuss there, and it just makes everyone else look uninspired, especially Pixar. Oh, sure.
0: I walked out of the movie, and my wife said, what would you think? And I was like, I think that's the most visually impressive film I've ever
1: seen in my life. Oh, I mean, there's like a hundred different styles being used. The
0: just canon of visuals that all made narrative sense as they were happening. The induction of comic book textures, like you know, mm-hmm. the the zip tone and yep. and the and the you know the going out of the lines and and the way it, it all worked. And then I, I just like I saw the trailer for the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie. I was like, oh, I see what's happening here.
1: I remember walking out of that first one, being like, holy shit! Yeah, what did I just see in terms of the of the of the animation? -hmm. And then no one else ran with that ball, and it it doesn't mean you have to do it exactly like this movie. But just the idea that hey, all these movies don't have to look exactly the same, which they mostly do in the CG animation age. They mostly all look like Pixar films. They all and all the Pixar Pixar films look, look the same. There's a DreamWorks look. Yeah, yeah, they all have the same sort of plasticky look to their characters. My kids
0: watch animated cartoons, and they look exactly like all the animated movies, which look exactly like the Pixar movie. All the character models look the same.
1: So you see this movie, you're like, whoa, there's a whole world of styles out there. Why isn't anyone doing this? And I just think, you know, of the many articles coming out now that are freaking out about Pixar, they're resting on their laurels. All these movies look the same. They all sound the same. They all seem to have the same story. And whereas this movie comes along and it's like, no, you can do anything you want on screen Mm -hmm. and you're doing the same thing you've been doing for 30 years. Mix it up, do a different style, like find a style, right for the story and Run with it. Like, I guess it's probably cost effective that they don't have to remodel everything and all the stuff. is. But, like, geez, this movie makes everyone else look lazy. It's in terms not of that just movie. that it
0: looks interesting in that way or whatever, but, like, it was so frenetic in a good way. I kept thinking, like, this must have required an enormous amount of planning yeah. and detail and design. And, like, I've never seen most of that. The thing about Spider-Man was always that, like, he's flying around in every direction across new york or wherever he is and that's hard like if i'm an animator i don't want to do that and i do for the challenge but like as a day-to-day job like that must be that sort of 3d all directions plane and then also mm-hmm. playing then you bring the spot into it
1: yeah and you're like jesus yeah. well paul you and i are members of the fanboy brain trust we josh is like an so. honorary member mm-hmm. he's made several appearances but paul and i are charter right. members of the brain trust and yeah I think we've discussed on one of our animated review shows that, you know, we obviously love comics, but sometimes animation is the best way to showcase a superhero. Mm -hmm.
2: And and, I mean, with with Spider-Man, like it's such a, you know, he like the way he traverses the world, the, the momentum it's not just the the character designs and the the animation style. I mean, it's like they do stuff with frame rate. Yep. they do stuff with uh, you know texture and and sound effects being shown and oh, mm-hmm. editors boxes and you go back to different experimental animation stuff like you know like the original Fantasia. Like like you can do such cool things, and it's it's great that something that's you know experimental like broke out in a big way and audiences really latched onto it because I often see that with other trailers for other animated things. A lot of times in the comments, they'll, they'll be like, you know, this, like Spider-Verse was doing this, you know, five years ago, whatever. Hmm. And it's cool that people are appreciating what they're doing with this because it's, it's really special and it's monumental work.
1: I think as what Josh said, the turtles trailer for the, the new mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie shows exactly that. I mean, I'm not well versed enough in animation to know the studios, and I know Illumination does does the Minions, but I don't know I don't know the studio, so I don't know if it's the same studio or what. But this is the first time I've seen someone actually take that ball and run with it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if you think it's related to Lord Miller, and so you think about like how the Lego movies really were mm-hmm. sort of groundbreaking in in that and how they right. did it, that animation that looked. You know, solid. if you were, there's other and like a Lego animated stuff and in the video games and stuff, but that one looked different and it had its own. And you think of all the different things that were built, you know, within it and the and like it had all sorts of different worlds. So there's mm-hmm. definitely related there. And this is that same ethos, mm-hmm. but in a in a completely different style. But it's still like they went for it.
1: But it serves the story. I mean, yes. Oh yeah. Spider Punk looked like a drawing from a Sex Pistols flyer. Hmm. I know what you're saying. But. <laughs> and he was that way the whole time. Like It wasn't like, you know, it was like people from different universes had different looks. There was a whole painterly thing whenever Gwen was with her yeah, dad. Yeah, like sort who, of watercolor effect. And it took like three quarters of the way through to realize it was Shea Wiggum. <laughs> the whole background sort of changed with their mood. It's like, it like they were living inside a mood ring. Like It was just so interesting. It just served the story so well. Even the standard animation style of like Miles and his family was so beautiful mm. with the zip tone stuff. And I just love the way these movies look.
2: And then there's like even you know aside from the different styles and the movement, there's just like great composition too. Like the, mm-hmm. I love the scene with Miles and Gwen having their heart to heart, like hanging upside, upside down. down. Oh yeah. yeah, and then you see the reflection of the skyline, and like they're in a special zone that only they can inhabit within this world. Mm-hmm. Only right. they can be in that two shot or that or that wide shot, and it's, just, it's so cool. And if, there's just constantly stuff going on. <laughs> oh.
0: It felt really long, but not in a yes. bad way. Because they were just, I I, there was just so there. much. Oh, really? Yeah, you know what? You're a little right. You're a
1: little right. I there. will now switch gears and say I think this was a better movie than The Flash, but I enjoyed The Flash more. Okay. And I think there's some problems with this movie. It definitely wasn't as good as the original one. I think mostly because, I, like you said earlier, so, Josh, I think you said it. I wish we had spent more time with Miles and his family mm-hmm. and his world. Like, yeah. I get it. That's not the story they're telling. They're telling this giant, crazy multiverse story, but it's like, I really liked his world and his characters and his family and, and to spend so much time with like a million Spider-Man, I was just like, uh, I don't, I don't really care about a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And I was really angry. And look, I didn't know this was going to happen, but I also think I shouldn't have needed to know. I didn't know it was a two parter. I didn't either. It was It doesn't wrap shit. up the story. I think every chapter needs to be a complete tale. Like Empire Strikes Back is a complete story. You can just watch that movie and you can get a story. You can watch the Fellowship of the Ring and get a complete story. This you don't get a complete mm. story watching this movie. It ends in the middle of an act.
0: I don't think Fellowship of the Ring is a good comparison because yeah, I think it's a,
1: it's a complete story. You can only watch that movie. You get a satisfying story. It has a three act structure. This doesn't have a three act structure. I was very frustrated when it, when it said to be continued. I was like, you got to be kidding me! I just spent two and a half hours here, and you're not going to tell me a full story. You're not going to wrap anything up. You need to give everyone a full story within a trilogy.
0: I understand what you're saying, and I do not disagree, but I can't say that that bothered me.
1: I'm, I'm saying it like, bothered me. I, cool. I didn't like that. And then there was something else I didn't like, which I can't think of at the moment. But there was a couple of things I just didn't really like with this movie, although I thought it was a really, really well-made movie. So, like, you know, I didn't love it coming out of it. I liked it quite a bit, but I didn't love it coming out of it like, like I love the first one. To go
2: to a, a different Lord of the Rings movie, I think it, it has a bit of the Return of the King thing where it kind of has multiple points where you could have ended it. If you're Mm going to do like cliffhanger stuff. And they sort of felt like they were coming to a crescendo and then it kept going. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Like there are points where, and they're they're thrilling moments, but I think it was just because of it being a longer movie and there being so much going on.
1: Oh, that's the thing. We talked about the Flash review. About three quarters of the way through, I started to get antsy in my seat, which Mm -hmm. tells me like physically I'm sort of... Feeling the length as opposed to flash, where I didn't feel that at all. So I did
0: too, but it was only because I was with my kids. So I can't tell you the difference. I'm like, right. they've got to be like sure. I. Started, so I didn't know what I would feel on my own. I, I understand. I, I don't disagree with you.
1: Like again, not bad, but kind of like where I start going. How much time is left?
0: Also, I saw it two weeks ago, so I'm trying. I'm struggling to find. Yeah. Like it becomes concepts in my head, and sure. the concept I have remember was that it was so thrillingly visual and imaginative. That innovation, that energy, and and just execution it eclipsed any things i may have had about it structurally
2: to a certain extent
1: yeah the basic stuff is still amazing like he's a great character the actor who mm-hmm. plays him yeah
2: shameek more shameek Moore. is it fair that one person gets to play miles morales and raekwon in <laughs> an american
1: saga a hulu original series is
2: that fair i've one watched person has two seasons of that
0: mm. full and rapt attention by the way yeah
1: course uh Haley steinfeld's a great gwen like you know brian terry henry sort of steals the movie always as you know his dad luna lauren velez is great like his whole family unit's terrific mm-hmm. jake johnson's peter b parker's yeah. funny jason schwartzman's spot was very good that whole spot sequence I was like that was that was very
0: good. like on its own like like that scene it was groundbreaking i mean it spot was like
2: is such a killer concept yes yeah. and you get the most out of it in animation, I think. I mean, yes, they've, sure. they've certainly done amazing stuff with it in comics, but in animation, just the movement and stuff and, and just being able to do... Uh, yeah, the scene in the bodega is what you're talking about. Yeah. That Sort of like when you get the reveal of what Spot is. And then to take him from being like a comedy pratfall character to being yeah. something really scary like when he, be, you know, becomes like Dark Spot or whatever and like there's some <laughs> like, like spooky anime like Akira Neon Genesis Evangelion stuff with the way he's rendered, it's really neat what they accomplished.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I remember thinking in that first scene, I was like, I don't know how you beat this guy, except for he was silly,
2: you know, <laughs> right. and, and therefore
0: not all that threatening and, you know,
2: within control of his own abilities. Right. But when you but, master th- those abilities. Right. That's and then there was the change. Unbeatable. I was like, well, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was almost like at the end,
0: I was like, okay, yeah, they don't have time to beat them. They can't, they can't beat this guy because what they did do was really establish the threat of that thing. Because I, I was like, they can't beat. There's no, I don't, I don't know how they're going to get there. And they were like, we'll try it in the next movie. And I was like, fair enough.
2: I will say that that's maybe an issue in this is that you've got Spot and then he disappears for a bit, which yeah, is and fine. Yeah, then it becomes. And about then it, it, it goes Miguel. to Miguel. But then you also have the reveal at the end of
1: yet another threat. Right. And so there's like a lot
2: of enemies vying for attention.
1: It felt almost like the classic conundrum where the first movie. Is what it is. It's a great little, like, small film. And then the next movie, they throw too many villains in If there are too many things. And it's like, you know, what happened with Batman, Batman Returns, it happened with Spider Man. And, you know, by the time you get to the third one, there's just too many characters. Like, it felt like there was too much going on. And also, as an old school Miguel O'Hara fan who loved those comics, I was kind of annoyed they made him the crazy You're annoyed film, that but, he was the. Best. I was. Yeah.
2: And I, I think if you're a fan of that or if you're a fan of Ben Riley, you might feel a little bit. You know, I love I, Ben that, Riley in the movie. That was yeah. so
0: funny, and I was and afterwards I explained it to Lindsay. I was like, "See, so here's, here's why that's funny." And they leaned into it. They never let it go. <laughs> so I was like, "That's fantastic."
1: Andy Sandberg, I thought it was Andy very Sandberg. funny. I was yeah. I was really hoping for more comic references in the Spider Verse because there's been a lot of Spider characters, and I was hoping to see like a classic Jessica Drew. I was hoping to see. That other Spider Woman who wore the black and white costume—I was hoping to you see, see the classic black and white costume. You see her? Who? The black and white Spider Woman.
2: Did you see the black and white Spider Woman? I think it's a riff on that costume, but you mm. definitely see a black and white. I was costume. Really hoping to see like the
1: classic oh. black '80s Spider Man costume. I was a lot hoping of to thick Spider Men. Yes, <laughs> that was sort of
2: like one of their ways of differentiating like <laughs> a other Cardi- spider, like sort of their Spider-Man. generic like background Spider People
1: who weren't a, like specific references. You get a thick of... Spider Man. Yeah, there was a cowboy Spider-Man. That was a good one too. I, I, I liked it and it was fun, but like I was just hoping for a little bit more stuff from the comics because there's a lot of stuff to pull from. But uh, Spider-Man India very visually cool. Like he was cool, just, just the way he moves and he was really cool. And the and yeah. the Mumbai Mo- 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 Mumbai Atten, what was it? Mumbai Atten. was was really visually <laughs> awesome and. That whole segment was great and how they tied it into Gwen's dad was awesome. Like I thought that part was awesome, that whole sequence.
2: The economy of how they like I like I like the structure of it where they do the introduction to each of the starting with Gwen yeah. and saying, "Okay, we never showed you like the actual origin for Gwen and so let's start there." So it
1: actually takes you a little while to even get to Miles. Someone complained behind me about that. They were like, "Is this a fucking Miles Morales movie because it was like oh, 20 minute on. intro with Gwen Stacy." It's Gwen. She's great. Because it went a long time. It was like sure, it was a long time. I liked it, but it was a long time.
0: That costume is such a good design. It is. Yeah. The whole time I just kept thinking, I was like, that is an amazing design.
2: The only thing is that the hood is not great for peripheral vision, but <laughs> that's such a nitpicky thing. It's it's yeah. a, it's one of my
1: favorite like modern costume designs. Yeah. It's
2: so cool. The colors are great. Yeah.
1: When we were in the Spider Verse, whatever that headquarters, and we saw Donald Glover, I was like, "Oh, we're we're doing this. We're bringing live action into this." And so we had Donald Glover. There's the Prowler. We seen live action previous to that in the movie. Did we uh, in the
2: first one? No, no, no. In this one, we'd, we oh, saw yeah, well, he, live she, action. He
1: went to the Venom universe, right? And saw the, the uh, lady Spot from the Venom did, movie. Yeah. And then, and
2: we also got the like sort of the Lego. Uh, stop motion stuff
1: yeah that was by that kid the kid did that so they've done like mixed media Yeah, what i mean is like oh we're, we're doing like spider-verse spider-verse like we're doing everything we're mm-hmm. doing live action when we see andrew garfield we see I, I really like this i think that's so fun like because
2: like where else can you do that
1: right yeah mm-hmm. i just felt like it was a lot it was a lot it was a kitchen sink movie mm-hmm. i'm excited to to see it again, because like I
2: know it's it's you know the cliche. There's there's so many things that I'm sure I missed, and I I I think it would
1: benefit repeat viewing. Yeah, again, I didn't hate it. I thought it was a very well made movie. It sounds it just like was you hate Like it. if the first one was a, well, we'll get to the race at the end. I'm just saying Uh-oh. there were things I I was like, there's a lot going on. I don't know what I'm supposed to be holding on to here. But then you know, great stretches of the film were incredibly well done and exciting. And Miles' story is still amazing.
0: I think it's just about going along with it. Like in this case, it's a fire hose and you just like in, so, in many instances, that's a weakness, but I think in this it's the strength and it's the aesthetic of it. It's just constant. Is it just nonstop? <laughs> yeah. And in a way that that kind of works with Spider-Man's thing, because no matter what happens,
1: he's got to keep pushing
0: the Spider-Man and in all the comics, like he should never make it home. Like a hundred things happen on his way to anywhere. That's how I always think of Spider-Man. And so for them to sort of do that cinematically, you're never going to get that resolution. You're never going to like, oh, you don't get the chance to catch your breath from ideas, from action, from visuals. And like having that be what's in my mind, then I'm cool with it. I don't think that that criticism is is unfounded. I, I, it totally is. But also, you know, I don't know. It's a different, I have a different expectations for it.
2: I think the the music helps because it, like it gets you into that like flow mm-hmm. state with it because it's it's yeah, just yeah. such a beautifully curated soundtrack.
1: Mm-hmm. Although I felt like they tried to recreate the, you know, the first film of that iconic song from Post Malone and mm-hmm. there's that scene where he's in bed with his headphones on. And I think that they they're trying to go for that feeling again, but I, that song wasn't working. Like they never had that song. That I mean, that song was like everywhere after that mm-hmm. movie, and it really sort of identified itself as the Spider-Man song, whereas I thought it just didn't work this time. I felt like it was a conscious effort to recreate that moment from the first film when he's walking through the streets with the headphones on.
2: I mean, yeah, like in the moment, I was, I was like, sure, that's what they're going for here. But I mm-hmm. I don't think it was as strong as in the first one, but it didn't have that novelty. But I don't know. I'm with Josh. I was along for the ride, and it worked for me. Mm.
1: Let's see. Who haven't we talked about? We had Genki. Was he in the he was in the first was he in the first film? See, he is in the first one. He didn't, yeah. get this, he didn't have a speaking role. Yeah. He was playing a Spider-Man video game.
2: It was funny because I was I was reading about the film and it was like in and the return of his best friend Genki, And I was like, Are they really friends? I was like,
1: <laughs> it was like in the first one, he's just sort of like there. <laughs> really excited to see a brief cameo twice by the spectacular Spider-Man. Of the amazing cartoon, this called the Spectacular Spider-Man. They had the MTV Spider-Man. I loved that Spectacular Spider-Man. He even got mm-hmm. a line in the movie, which I was like, "Oh!" Yes. <laughs> they really and they went for it. They had the '60s Spider-Man from the old, you know, old '60s cartoon. Like I appreciate that aspect of going for it. I was even okay with the super meme scene where they all do the pointing. Mm-hmm.
0: I had missed that because I had to go to the bathroom and I can't. And when later Lindsay was like, "There was this," oh, oh, that's the meme. And she's like, what? And I was like, oh, it's all, like, you know when you they explain all some it, Josh, really all of
1: them. nerdy shit? I mean, like, awesome. I'm impressed by these movies. I think they're incredibly imaginative and thoughtful and well done. The dune and buggy?
2: They, the dune buggy was the there. The dune
1: buggy made an appearance. Yeah. I, I, I'm overloaded. Who was the villain at the end, Paul? It was, it started with Spot, and then it was Miguel Herr, Didn't even was, ask me. <laughs> no, you're not going to. Well, know. Paul, Paul Will said well? it. No, it's fair. You said who was the revealed villain at the end? I forgot already. Prowler. Prowler, that's right. That's right.
2: But it's um, it's Miles Prowler, and it's I'm I'm not sure that uh, who's playing it. It's a di- it's a different voice actor
0: in the last run, Saladin Ahmed's run. There was a big part of it was he goes to a different universe, and the villain in that is Miles hmm. or Salim, I think, because it's like backwards Miles. Either right. way, like like he's he's his own worst enemy.
2: <laughs> Jerrell Jerome is the voice of Miles G Morales. Who exists in that? I thought that, and I thought that was ne- a neat twist. That was something that I wasn't expecting. Like, and then when they do the cool bit where Gwen is outside the window of Miles' room, but it's in a different reality than the one that Miles right. is in. It's, it's, they pull
1: the switcheroo on us. They do, then, yeah. the,
2: and like as when you realize it's happening, like, oh, that's always cool when you know you have that it moment really where cool. it, they sort of like you know tip their hat to it, and you get to you get the reveal at just the right moment before the movie does, so you get to feel clever. But the, and then as it happens, like, oh, that's neat. They pulled that off. That was really neat. They really sort of were building up to that moment where he's tied up to the uh to the speed bag, and his his uncle turns it, and like. If you're, you know, if you've seen one of these before, any kind of multiverse thing or alternate reality thing, for you know that alternate Miles is going to come into this world because we haven't seen him yet,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he comes in, and oh my God, he's the Prowler in this universe, and that's such a cool twist. Of course, it's going to be a different Miles. Okay, so here's here's something we haven't talked about yet. I think it's cool that in this <laughs> in this state of of things. With all these movies of of multiverses and stuff being explored everywhere, I think these movies have like a thematic purpose for the multiverse. Like they're telling interesting stories that aren't just about multiverses. It's about something else. It's about something bigger than that.
1: It's not just hey, look another version of Spider Man. Yeah, it's
2: about like belonging and this idea that Miles was a mistake, like this idea that Miles was never supposed to be Spider-Man. He is the original, like, they don't, do they call him an an anomaly? They don't call him a variant. They call him an anomaly. Good. Thank God. So he's the one who sort of like, like caused all of these, you know, glitches in, in the Spider-Verse. And I thought that was a really cool idea. The, the idea, it's kind of complicated, but we've been through enough of these before that, They trust the audience to understand it, that, okay, this, the spider that turned him into Spider-Man was from another reality that was supposed to bite a Peter Parker there, but instead it bit him in this reality. And so he, and like, I just think there are, there are so many stories that it's just like, oh, we'll get to do all these different versions and sell action figures, you know, of different iterations of these characters. But this is, there's actually a, a reason to explore this stuff.
1: It was also an examination of loneliness. I mean, yeah, yeah. Miles is alone. You know, all his friends in the first film went back to their home dimensions. He has Genki and his family, but, you know, the original Peter Parker has Mary, Jane, and Gwen Stacy, and Betty Brant, and and Harry, and Flash, and, like, he has a whole support system of friends. Mm -hmm. And Miles is essentially a loner, but not by choice. He's upset about it and sad, and he just misses his buddies. He misses Gwen. He's in love with her. But, you know, he's constantly drawing his spider friends in his notebook, and but he doesn't have that in his life, and his desperate need for friends and connection is what leads into a lot of problems in the movie. Mm-hmm. He doesn't show any kind of uh, he doesn't uh, qualify or vet these people. Like as soon as somebody shows up, he's like ready to be their buddy. Right. That's
0: very age appropriate in the world where. And I'm just
1: saying that leads to yeah. trouble for him because sure, they're but- not all his buddy. There are some of them want him dead. And then to feel betrayed
2: by your friends because you find out that oh, they knew all along the secret
1: about you. Right. And he was desperate to join the spider. Team, whatever they were called. Uh, right. Spider Man Diamond of Dogs. Multiverse. The Diamond yeah, Dogs.
2: When they, when they say it's, it's a very select, you know, squad. And then to find out that this whole reality, this whole universe. There's thousands of them. And like it, some really weird also rans get to be Spider Man and, and, and get to be part of this. You really felt for him. I think mm-hmm. the,
1: the voice performance is just so strong for Miles. He really feels alive and real. Oh, 100%.
0: And also, what's kind of cool is that, I mean, it's an adult doing it, but I thought that he was drawn a little older and he sounded a little older. Well, he's a couple
1: years older than the I person. know,
0: but they played it really well because it's a subtle difference.
1: Right. And it went but from Gwent, being, what, Gwent 14, 14 to, to 17 like, oh, you or really, whatever.
2: you really grew, you know.
1: Well, yeah, she noticed. Yeah. I just love Brian Tyree Henry's dad. He's such a dork. And <laughs> he's so, he loves Miles so much. He's just one of those great movie dads.
2: Yeah, and in these stories, one of the-, the He's a the, hero the, in his own right. One of the issues yeah, one of the issues with multiverse stories is sometimes you can feel like there aren't stakes because there are different versions of characters and if one dies you can always get one from another reality. But <laughs> here it was like you you know threaten harm to Miles' dad, like no. Like that guy's great. I want him to be happy and I'm
1: excited for him to be captain and Right. You know. Just to remind me, because mm-hmm. it was so long ago. <laughs> the Peter Parker in Miles' universe was like blonde, right? And it was yes. like is Chris Pine. Pine? Yes. Yeah. And so this isn't like the six one six universe. This is some other universe. Six one six isn't even the regular one. I think that's just the comics. It's that. It's very confusing. I Connor, forget stop. they they list what his reality
2: is called, but sixteen ten. No. Oh God. No, that's wrong. I'm looking no, at the Wikipedia the, page. No, There's a too Neil much. Damon. Oh yeah, you're right. Anyways. Oh boy. So when is
1: the next one coming? Is it next year? Next year. They worked on them at the same time. So. I do think it could have been tightened up. I do think there was probably some tightening that could have happened. But I but like yeah. the quiet moments and all that stuff. It's all worthwhile. I just felt a little a- antsy.
2: I think if there weren't great moments like the the bit with like yeah, there are moments like with him and Gwen, the upside down stuff, and then like mm-hmm. the bit with his mom talking to him. No, but it doesn't feel like it got short shrift to me. Like char- like character is still there. But I yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can see Miles gets a bit overcrowded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. compared with the first one. So I, I can see
1: that. I need to rewatch it. I thought I owned it on Blu-ray, but I guess I don't. Or someone stole it. Who would steal your Blu-ray? I've lent it out a lot of blu ray <laughs> I have several friends who borrow them a lot. That's not really stealing. Who's? Well, they never returned it.
2: Yeah, but... It's theft. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, Connor. <laughs> Who's lending out discs, physical media, these days? I am connor is holding tight to a world
0: that is dying underneath. are you him.
1: kidding are you seeing how these streaming services are treating their content i'm holding on to these discs yeah i hear you i hear you i had someone borrow all of my superhero movies like during the pandemic that sounds like a like a hand cart situation <laughs> it's like are you sure anyway i thought i had it. i was gonna watch it beforehand but i didn't have it so i didn't watch it anyway listen i had some problems with it more than i expected but at the end of the day i was like whoa that was incredible uh, in terms of production and writing and performance. So I'm not knocking it as a bad movie. Not at all. It just really puts into relief. And I don't see a lot of theatrical animation anymore. But I see enough. Hmm. It really makes the other You mean f- like
2: in the theater or do you In the theaters. Mean, okay. I don't
1: tend to even watch them on streaming. I watched a couple of the Pixar ones during lockdown. But hmm. I haven't really liked a Pixar movie since Inside Out. And that was a long time ago. And I don't have any interest. In, I'm, not, I'm just not the target audience for these Minions movies and things like that. And
2: you got to watch minions the- Minions is
1: great. Cracking or whatever. I'm just, right. This is not on not the target audience. But it really does throw into relief how unimaginative these other studios are in the way that they can present their stories because they Doug all Day's look Day's on the Disney same. Plus. You got to watch them. They all look well, I think, the same.
0: I think that a lot of times, a lot of those other animated things, the animation is just a vehicle to be able to tell the story. Mm. It's not really an expression of the medium. Like this is this is an expression of comic books as sure. transferred to a visual medium, and I understand. You know, no, no, what I'm what I'm saying is like they don't even bother thinking about it a lot of times. So Pixar says now they make a couple of good designs, and they go, "Well, can I? Can you understand this character just by looking at them? Because that's their thing. They want you to know this is the mean guy, this is the sad guy, this is the whatever, and then we're going to tell you the, the story, and the story can- is going to be." that not everybody is what you're going to expect them to be. And if you give them a chance, they just might surprise you. And in the beginning, someone's going to die.
1: That's all of them, folks. And I understand that the original hand-drawn Disney movies had a house style that all looked pretty much the same. And I get that. I'm not uh, unaware of history. But after so many animated houses ran towards Pixar's corner, making almost all the movies look vaguely the same, with that same sort of plasticky character look, Mm. It feels like it's selling toys, and or you know, yeah. To see a movie like this, it's just like, oh man, there's so much more animation could be doing. I know there's other things in Miyazaki and things, but like you know, talking about big mainstream American releases, like it's just there's so much more that could be done if if only there was someone with the courage to break out like these guys were, and they they won an Oscar for it.
2: Just imagine if like John Adams went through a portal and like, Where, where's this going? Was was taken into a into a, yeah, into a theater? <laughs> like this would kill him. Like he just like but not. But he, <laughs> like not in a bad way it would just be like it's no it's i mean just, also probably I, some of
1: our germs would kill him too but yeah i want right. that on a poster <laughs> this <laughs> so would bad. kill john adams
0: imagine if you will <laughs> exposing a time-traveling john adams to this period it would just kill him period paul montgomery, paul
2: montgomery i fanboy
0: just, get like, that on a like, poster i would i'd sign Sony that on the pr
2: team Next to him, Ben Franklin is just like gripping the seat really hard, and he's just like, oh, Ben's into it. fucking into it. Like he's it's difficult,
0: it. but he's like, he's chuckling. He's,
2: he's, yeah. he's. There's well, a little smile at the corners the of his characters. mouth. But like, come on, yeah. But uh, no, it's it's. Uh, but yeah, it really does like, push take that fur hat off. <laughs> it's beaver. It pushes the medium. It's very expensive. Miguel O'Hara alone. He's a ninja vampire Spider Man of Irish and Mexican descent.
1: I know we're, we're wrapping up a little bit, but we didn't really talk about him much. Oscar Isaac uh, was great voice-wise, but I felt like a, like I said earlier, I, I was a big Miguel O'Hara fan in the 90s when the comic was at Spider-Man 2099. Mm. I met Peter David, drawn by Rick Leonardi. To make him the bad guy, like, oh, man. it's kind of like when the Mission Impossible and Peter Hunt was the bad guy. I felt like we That's didn't get anything from him. Why was he so angry? Why was he after Pete? Like we didn't, he had no motivation. I don't understand the character. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like they, mm-hmm. because there was so much going on there was no time to explain why he was He's a little more arch than the other characters who are
2: developed better. Yes. Like you understand the motivations of the other characters whereas they,
1: he's the guy who they need to be I like mean, for I get plot it. His, purposes. His, they his need him to be family had died. Angry, yeah. But it wasn't really a motivation for why he was doing the what he was doing.
2: I, I do give them a bit of credit for not, like, trying to, like, gaslight you into thinking that he's a good guy. Like, from Go, you know that he's turned bad. Like, you know that he's yeah bad news. This is not okay. You don't, like, they don't try to, you know, hoodwink you into thinking that he's noble. He's just, you know. Yeah. We've, this isn't our first spider rodeo.
1: I'm excited. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the final part of the trilogy. This movie's doing incredibly well. It's, it's already made more money than the first film did in its whole run. I'm annoyed that it hasn't made more money than the Mario movie, which... Whatever. It's not going to. Yeah,
2: I know. That wasn't bad. That's from the people who brought you Minions.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should just work for Illumination. He loves them so much.
0: Actually, I thought the last two Minions movies were kind of disappointing, but at the heart of it, <laughs> that's just a way to make dumb jokes that I like. So,
1: let's let's uh, do ratings on... Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Okay, ratings. You wanna go first? If the first films a five, Uh-oh. this is a four. Okay, out of five.
2: I'm gonna go. Do I give this tilt to make up for?
1: No, you tell you you give your real time current. Uh, and a four adjusted- out of five is not a bad rating. I just want everyone clear to everyone listening um, at home who adjusted are gonna come for at me
0: inflation. Now. You know, like, what's your call right now? What's the
2: value today? I'm going to give it a 4.7 because peer pressure. Connor is tainted. Oh, I mine.
0: got, I got 4.75.
2: Yeah. Whoa. I'm fully there.
0: I loved it. Yeah. You're not wrong about whatever you said, but it doesn't matter because bringing that spirit. <laughs> I love
2: that. You're, you're not wrong
0: about whatever you
2: said. No, no, no. I just, I just mean like, like I'm not,
0: I'm not disagreeing with your criticisms no, I of it. I think they're completely valid, but at the end of the day, you know that love of the art form that speaks to me as a great lover of comic book art, the history of comic book art, and then adds something to it in addition Mm -hmm. to just aping it uh, and taking the best of it. It's the same thing. A lot of things like this when comic books are translated, I go, wow, other people must like this, but there's no way they can like this like I do. Or like Hmm. people like me. You know what I mean? Like, if you are a longtime comic book reader, either of the stories and the characters or just the art form as a thing, like, this is going to speak to you. And it did to me. And I thought, wow, what a special thing that this exists now. And people are always like, can you believe those are Doctor Strange movies? Like, yes, I can. But can you believe that there's a movie that pays homage to this great art form that so few people know about and appreciate? And I think that that is worth a lot.
2: Connor, I want to ask you this. Okay. If if the first one didn't exist. Okay. You are, you've just signed the Declaration of Independence. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. And then you're, you've, it opens up into a portal and suddenly you're in a regal cinema. Yep. He's be at Kip's Bay. (laughs) And you see just this movie. Actually, Paul, wherever you saw it is actually the closest. The Highway Theater in Jenkintown. Now imagine, okay, that, okay, you were able to survive.
1: Have I breathed any COVID in? You're, of course, you did. Do
0: you think a popcorn would have killed him just right yeah. off?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: It's just, I've never tasted anything this flavorful. Well, I, think,
1: I think the first thing that happens is I take a sip of soda and I go, "Whoa!" Yeah, and all your teeth, whatever's. Yeah. Well, the
0: fact is, your teeth are riddled with decay. The right. second that that liquid sugar hits them, you
1: scream in terror. Someone, someone hands me a bottle, a bottle of water, and I go, "I can just drink this." Yeah. Do you know how to use a straw? Like if you're. Like, you look at the cups yeah. in your hand and, like, do you Try know this. what to do with Try this. What that? is
0: it? It's a Sour Patch Kit. Good luck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this hurts, but it's delicious. I'm not rating this in comparison to the first one. Like, I'm not... It's, okay. not, a, it's not a curve. Is I thought the first one, I liked the smaller story aspect of it's it. It's leaner, the, yeah. It's leaner, it's more personal. This... I had more problems with, and it was a little overwhelming. And I was—I mean, I probably knocked a half a point off because it was a to be continued in the middle of an act, and it didn't yeah. be a satisfying. Conclusion.
2: What what I've been saying in the lead up to this movie is, I yeah. wish that it could be smaller than the first yeah. one, and it's bigger. Like I, I wish, sure. like you said, I wish we could just have like a Miles in his world Spider-Man story told with the same you know economy and the same like cleverness and like moment to moment brilliance. You just can't,
0: though. Like they You can't, can't make movies like that. You can't right. make a smaller movie than the first one if the first was successful. You can maybe do it on the third one.
1: In the old days, here's some more oh. old man talk, sequels made less than the original. Mm. That's just what happened. It was diminished returns. But mm. now it's expected the opposite. Different. The movie always has to make more than the last. It's now the, the sickness of capitalism in the, the box office expectations.
0: Can I make one suggestion, uh, a request, really, is that I would like to keep up this how many and how quickly are founding fathers <laughs> killed by the sensory explosion of seeing whatever the product is. And what I want is, and I just, I just going to go ahead and lay this out there. I'm research I mean, like find out who, you know, the guy from the house of bursars was burgers uh, in Virginia and be like, oh yeah, no, it got him.
1: He has spider phobia. So he's- when
2: I say John Adams, are you picturing, Mr. Feeney from 1776, the musical, or are you picturing Paul Giamatti? Paul Giamatti, 100 percent Okay. Yeah.
1: I kind of picture a real John Adams because he had such an interesting and unique face with the little skinny yeah. nose and pinchy. Yeah, he was a pinched face. Yeah. Unpleasant man. Brilliant, but unpleasant.
0: Fun trivia fact. Yeah. Wedding night stayed in the Abigail Adams suite. And oh. there is a there is a large austere portrait. Of her staring directly <laughs> at the bed, uh, she was a descendant, pretty much of Puritans, yeah. and I mean, I mean, a stunning woman, amazing woman. Uh, you know, it would have been a
1: president, in her own right?
0: But yeah, I felt a lot of that. I was like, can you, you want to cover that up? <laughs> cover that up for me
1: before we go, Josh. Can you give us your two-minute review of Transformers: Rise of the Beast Wars or whatever the fuck it was? Uh, it was not a good movie,
0: but it was a, it was a great movie also
2: <laughs>
1: did also, you like the um
2: brand synergy I've, I've yes heard at the end yeah. yeah i did i
0: did very much like that
2: because okay. at this point like i don't want to ruin it for people but yeah
0: all of the rules of like like is this okay i was like fuck it because 80s commercialism transformers it brooks no artistic concessions it is only about commerce also i must say Literally the best popular music soundtrack I've heard in a movie forever, and I loved Guardians stop of the Galaxy it. for that. No, oh my god, it was an early to mid 90s hip hop soundtrack. <laughs> I knew every word that came up. Lindsay would look
1: over me, and I'm singing along to Black Sheep. She's like, stop it. Oh man,
0: <laughs> engine, engine number nine on the New York
1: train. Josh is having a movie renaissance right now, he's just loving everything. Oh
0: well, it's three long years. Transformers, Flash. Transformers wasn't good. And the worst part was that like my mom was with us, and I was like, I guess you're gonna have to go with us. She didn't <laughs> even go see movies even when I was a kid. So the whole time I'm thinking, she is just miserable over there. And she, I'm not gonna lie, went a little John Adams. She's like, I gotta get out of this room. She All took right, us a simple soda and lot. was like, oh my God. But compared to like Transformers One and Transformers
2: Two, Transformers Two, ooh. Those were garbage. I movies. still
1: maintain Transformers One's really fun. You couldn't see it. I haven't seen this one. I'm excited that it looks at least some of the trailers of the, the robots look more identifiable as, oh, yeah. as individual creatures and not just random silver and yep, you know, right. robots, but I haven't seen it yet. I like the first one. I thought it was silly and fun in that early 2000s, Michael Bayway, but they got really bad really quickly.
0: Yeah, but that's the, the exception of the Mark Wahlberg King Arthur one, which Ooh. fuck
2: yeah. Let me leave you with this. Okay, you're John Adams. You're <laughs> on a stretcher. They're taking you out From across the Spider Verse, down the hall, coming out of Transformers on a stretcher, Jefferson, and you're like, daggers at him. What did we rot? (laughs) What happened? happened? Yeah, but what happened
0: was is that what what really happened was that he went on a massive shopping spree prior to that and overspent, even you know, by by you know inflation standards. It was a big problem. And then what happened was you wheel that motherfucker into a THX theater or or whatever, and you're like, This is Oppenheimer, good luck.
2: Oh my god, just when they do the THX logo thing Mm -hmm. in
0: IMAX. That's enough. They're dead. That kills the Delaware delegation right away.
1: I know we have to wrap up but is anyone no, we going to see Indiana Jones next week yes I am I
0: don't know about next week but I'll probably
1: see well it, it comes out next week but is been planning on seeing it I already have tickets of course you do it was literally a impulse like I wasn't planning on I actually wasn't planning on it but uh, it was an impulse I just did it because it was Indiana Jones and I was like I guess I have to do this and did it listen
2: the highway theater after this after Spider-Man they're doing Asteroid City I gotta go see that that's my next I think I'm seeing it this
1: weekend by the time this comes out I might have seen that. The
2: Jason Schwartzman June. There's a
1: lot of movies this summer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What a season. Well, one last question. Is anybody gonna see the Turtles movie? Yes. They it look it awesome. It does look really good.
2: <laughs> I'm so excited for that movie. I saw it
0: and I was like, Wow,
2: that's speaking to me. <laughs> like, wait, they're actually teenagers. That's <laughs> such a teenagers. novel idea.
1: <laughs> it's like the tenth iteration of turtles. It's the first time. It threw me off in the beginning. I was like, why are they children? Oh my god, they're right. teenagers. Oh my God. Yeah, it was weird. It's but
0: Splinter.
1: It was correct. All right. We'll, we'll be back. We reviewed The Flash this week. I don't know what order the shows are coming out, but they are both are out soon. The next film review is probably Blue Beetle. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I have plans.
0: Josh, we haven't <laughs> scheduled yet. Weird enough, though, I do have plans.
1: It looks like a direct streamer movie. I don't know if that was going to happen. Hey, look, happen. it's We're Iron Man. Blue. I,
2: I think... Hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. In the meantime, Josh and I will talk about the week's comics over at ifanboy.com. We'll also have our other shows. Paul and I have an animation brain trust show coming up relatively soon, Justice League War World. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we also have our Media Explode show every month. We talk about non-comics media. We have our monthly either Book explode or Talksplode. Booksplode's where we review a trade paperback. explodes where Josh talks to a comic book creator. We have all kinds of shows, tons of shows over at fanboy.com. You can check them out there. And thank you, Paul, for joining us. That was super fun. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Until next time, I'm Connor. I'm Paul. Josh is me.
0: Go Peter Parker, I'm Spider-Man If he ain't me, he's just a creeper, crawler Touch spot the lighter, pull up in a new Ferrari Spider Spider web necklace with the diamonds. You turn the spider warm and provide her I will not go back and forth with you. I see you got the black widow with ya You should've had a black hero with ya I get an operagnophobia I've been lit it since I flicked the lighter Since I was an instant business spider They been trying to wash the spider out I got spiders calling out your mouth spider I
2: just came to my senses Yo, I stay in
1: another Fear non-existent.